generation, what? I think if I knew until yesterday quite how massive you were, I would have made it a big deal and overthought it. So maybe it's a good thing I didn't know until yesterday. Yes, yeah, Stuart um, I... said yesterday about something like, well, she only has like 3,000 followers on TikTok. I mean, I mean, I guess she is like somewhat of an influencer, but blah, blah, blah. You said something. It's like, wait, you said 3,000. He's like, yeah, well, 3,000 on TikTok and blah. I was like, no, no, honey, back up. She has 300,000. Like, add a few zeros there, sweetheart. And then I think that's the moment Stuart started to panic a little bit. Uh, you know, I actually didn't think that I was any kind of a big deal until I went to Comic-Con this past weekend uh, in uh, Lithuania, like the Comic-Con Baltics, and people recognized me everywhere, and I was like, how do they know me? <laughs> <laughs> so I only recently figured out that uh, people apparently do recognize me as well, so that's that's really exciting. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's, it's, it's great that you wanted to join us. Thank you so much for inviting me. It sounds like a lot of fun, honestly. <laughs> it's it's almost like doing a TikTok live, but instead of doing it alone, I get to do it with two other cool pe people. So it's like a bonus. <laughs> well, Stuart, she called us cool. I know, I know. I'm I'm almost feeling the reflective glory that I'm basking in here. <laughs> but welcome, welcome, Anneli, to the Generation What podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you here. I've been, I feel like I've been stalking you on TikTok for a while now, and it feels really awkward to admit to someone like, hi, I've been watching your every single move for the past two months. <laughs> I think the social media has really made stalking more normal, because I actually do hear that quite often that, hey, I was stalking you, so now I'm the first to comment on your video. Oh, I mean, I guess if people admit it, it's better. Like it's, it, yeah, like it's it's a fun way because I honestly, honestly, if I find uh, some other um, TikTok user or like social media user that I really like, especially on TikTok, let's be honest, I also scroll through their content. Mm -hmm. So I like accidentally stalk them sometimes. <laughs> But I, I, get, and, I, and I, then I end, and then I end up watching videos from like three months ago, and I'm like, am I too deep? Do I know too much now? Because mm -hmm. after after a while, you you start you you go into like a conversation with them, and then you mention like their dog's name, and they're like, wait, how do you know that? And then you have that like pity <laughs> or like the embarrassment. You're like, oh, I know too much. <laughs> I, I can imagine it must be a bit like that with uh, people you've written fanfics about. Like, for example, you know, if you wrote a Harry Styles fanfic and then one day you actually became a music journalist and met Harry Styles, you would know too much, wouldn't you? Or maybe even worse, you might assume, not you specifically, but one might assume that the thing you'd written Harry Styles doing in the fanfic was something he'd actually done and ask him a question on that. <laughs> Oh, fun fact, there is actually fan fiction about me as well. No way. <laughs> I have read it. <laughs> I've read awesome. it. <laughs> so is it good? Uh, it's it's okay. It's it's actually surprisingly good since I made my whole TikTok account about very questionable fan fiction and like fan fiction cliches. Then compared to the things that I have read for that, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> So had we better back up the chariot and um, tell anyone who doesn't know you for whatever reason who you are and what you do? I mean, so yeah, as, I mean, 
it's it's impossible to prove, but you seem like one of Estonia's biggest TikTokers, if not the biggest. Um, I'm pretty sure that there are a couple of Estonians who have more followers, uh, but I'm definitely the biggest one when it comes to like phantom stuff. Um, because I know there is Fre uh, Ready Freddy, who has over a million TikTok followers, who is Estonian, I'm pretty sure. And there is also Kate, who goes by Pika Pikachu, and she makes uh, content about like dif uh, differences between languages. Because I'm really sure she's like Estonian-Russian, so she speaks fluently like Russian, Estonian, English. Um, but I haven't really met anybody on this side of the ocean. Uh, I know Americans who do kind of similar things, who make content about fan fiction. Um, and I actually like I figured out my own brand kind of accidentally. Actually, I mostly make parodies about like fan fiction and also like Wattpad cliches and it seems that I filled out the market hole because when I started nobody was really doing it and they told me that they that uh, they've been kind of missing out on that on TikTok so yeah what I do I make Wattpad fan fiction and book parodies and also like teen movie parodies uh, and and yeah, I like to say that I'm in like BookTok and anime talk communities. <laughs> Perfect. We just did an episode about anime. Yeah, and I I think the feedback from that because I mean I I'm a kind of fair weather anime fan. I really dipped into it during the pandemic and sort of became became a fan of the things that I was a fan of, but. I think to be a true anime fan, you need to know the classic series, don't you? So what would you say are the classic series that every anime fan who thinks they're a fan should know? Okay, well, let's start from the really big ones. Uh, there is, of course, Attack on Titan. There is My Hero Academia. There is my favorite, which is Haikyuu. Um, there is uh, Hunter x Hunter. Uh, and Chuchuchu Kaisen, and like these are the like the newest generation animes, and I mean like the old generation. It's like Naruto, Yu-Gi-Oh, um, Pokemon, <laughs> Evangelion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. <laughs> you okay. can't see, but I'm smiling and nodding along because I don't know anything <laughs> about anime. It's like those Madagascar penguins who went like, just smile and wave, smile and wave. <laughs> boys. But fun fact, um, the only connection I currently have to anime is I got my nails done yesterday and they're like bright yellow. They glow in the dark, by the way. King amazing. And uh, the color is picked from a collection called Anime Vibe. Mm. <laughs> Yay! Little mini celebration for my nails. <laughs> and, and, and you showed them to me, and uh, they they are they they are as as yellow as um. Well, they're actually yellower than a lemon, aren't they? They're 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 about as yellow as those tubes of mustard you get in the supermarket. <laughs> if we're talking like lemon yellow, then it's the type of um. If you see a lemon this color, you 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 really shouldn't eat it. <laughs> mm. That kind of gives me gives me an idea what kind of yellow it is because there is really a bright uh, a wide range of yellow lemons that I'm willing to eat. So if it's the kind of yellow that I really shouldn't eat, that that kind of gives me an idea. 
ovat kainu <laughs> Yeah, it's like borderline radioactive. Don't eat radioactive lemons, guys. <laughs> you know what? From the comic books, what we have actually learned is that you should eat radioactive things. I mean, worked out quite well for Spider-Man. Oh, well, Although don't listen got... to me then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he got bitten by a radioactive spider, but like close enough. <laughs> Yeah, because well, I guess I'm halfway there. Actually, a lot of a lot of these superheroes came from flawed, you know, experiments with radiation, didn't they? Because I, I guess the Hulk did as well. And I, I'm I'm trying to think that there was a there was a Netflix series. Daredevil, maybe. Uh, say again, sorry. Daredevil. Maybe? Uh, was was Daredevil a radiation experiment? I thought he was just a blind lawyer who knew kung fu. I I think he. Uh, got near some toxic waste or something and that's how he got like his echolocation and stuff oh, like that oh right that makes sense yeah yeah and, um, all, and also harley quinn was dropped into like something weird <laughs> i um yes yes harley so according to the suicide squad movie which might not be canon i don't know um she fell in a vat of something with the joker didn't she uh, yeah yeah mm. <laughs> Smile and wave, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but since this is a somewhat educational podcast, I wanted to ask you, Anneli, um, since we come from so different backgrounds, can you teach us something? Can you can you maybe tell us something that you think that uh, we don't know before or, you know, teach us something? Okay, I actually figured out quite a cool fun fact to tell you. Um, that you might not know, <laughs> uh, and it's connected to fan fiction. So there is actually um, at least three, I know three, uh, really big and famous book series that used to be fan fiction. One of them, is, probably the most famous one, is Fifty Shades of Grey that mm -hmm. was based on Twilight fan fiction. The second one is After a Series by Anna Todd, which was written as a Harry Styles fan fiction. And the third one is the Mortal Instrument series um, by Cassandra, Cassandra Clare, which was written as a Harry Potter fan fiction. So uh, there are really big book series that actually started as fan fiction. It's kind of amazing um, the reach that One Direction fan fiction has had. Do you think One Direction was... Um, it, do you think One Direction fan fiction is the biggest ever, you know, fan fiction genre? Um, I wouldn't call it a genre. Uh, <laughs> um, it's it's more like who it's written by, but it's definitely not the biggest. Um, <laughs> even even according to, uh, I mostly read my fan fiction on Archive of Our Own, actually, hmm. uh, which has an amazing filtering system, which I love so much. Uh, but the other two really big fan fiction sites are Wattpad and fanfiction.net. So on Archive of Our Own, you can actually filter fanfiction by the fandoms and by the pairings. And if I'm not mistaken, the most fanfictions are actually written about supernatural. Are written about supernatural, the TV series. Hmm. I might oh. be wrong about that one, but there is a lot of those. <laughs> and that, that, that's a TV series. I'm ashamed to say I've never heard anything about ever. 
Okay, so it's um, it's as the name says, it's a supernatural TV series, uh, and it follows initially two brothers. I think there's like 15 or 14 seasons. I haven't seen all of it. Uh, Sam and Dean, who's uh, who like their family business is hunting monsters basically, and then their father goes missing. And then they're on like a rescue mission trying to find him because they're pretty much um, some like uh, underworldly creature kidnapped him. Uh, turns out that no, but I'm not going to spoil it more. So basically they go around hunting things and uh, and it's a family business. <laughs> okay. And, and the ap- apocalypse almost happens and the main characters die several times, but it's fine because it's supernatural and they come back back to life for several reasons so yeah <laughs> I, I really i really want to ask you about archive of our own versus wattpad because um um what so i i, I have a friend who um who may have written fan fiction um but uh is sort of in a job where it would be frowned upon so uh it's kind of off the record stuff and a friend a friend friend yes exactly um <laughs> if you've seen in between us friend yeah so um and um they say that archive of our own is the only place worth going to because uh wattpad is kind of the place where archive of our own users went uh, were beforehand but wattpad is, um, what they say is that wattpad has lower quality fan fiction now how true is that um i feel like it's hard to compare the qualities i feel like wattpad and uh, archive of our own actually serve a different purpose my absolute favorite is archive of our own and that's what i recommend to everybody and if you want to read fan fiction about like specific fandoms and specific pairings, it's the most amazing place to do it. If you want to read original stories, then Wattpad is pretty great about those. Um, like we, stories that are about original characters, not about like already existing characters. Um, but it's so much harder to find stuff there. And also Wattpad is kind of infamous for so many different cliches, especially what was there between the years 2012 and 2016. Um, that's what I mostly make parodies about as well on my TikTok account. But I feel like it's gotten better. But um, but unfortunately, AO3 is or like archive of our own, in my opinion, is uh, is superior when it comes to like fan fiction, fan fiction. <laughs> I was actually just on my phone, just searching uh, different fanfics on on Wattpad because this is a completely new uh, area for me. I've I've never delved into anything with fanfic, so essentially, you know, when you ask someone like, "Oh, explain it to me," like I'm a five year old. This is essentially what you're doing. I don't know anything about this, so I'm really invested in this right now. Um, I can actually explain it in a pretty good way. Um, I've been asked to do it before as well, um, as to why I actually prefer fanfiction to like published and original books by now. Um, because when it comes to like original works, there's the whole new world, the new whole new characters that you need to put in energy into understanding what is going on and getting uh, attached to them and like getting into the storyline. But when it comes to fan fiction, first of all, you already know the backstory. 
because it's about the characters and the world that you have already been immersed in. And you're already attached to the characters, uh, so you can just kind of get into the story uh, from the beginning. Not Okay, not from the beginning. Like, you can get, you already know in the beginning of the story everything is going on, and you don't need extra mental energy to understand what is going on. And also you can kind of, like, read stories about the same two characters or about the same group of characters that you really like uh, over and over and in different situations and so the adventure kind of never ends uh, so at least for me on some days I just don't have the mental energy to start the new book because I know it's gonna take some energy and effort to understand the world building because I mostly read like fantasy or romance or whatever um, to understand the world building and to understand the characters so I can just open up fan fiction and I already know these characters and I already love these characters and uh, and it's just so much easier and so much funnier uh, or <laughs> better uh, to, to read fan fiction because of that. And I feel like that's, that's kind of the thing of the 21st century that everybody's attention span has, has gotten um, shorter. So it's hard to focus on one thing for, the, for a longer period of time. For example, I remember in, in middle school and high school, it was so much easier to focus on, the, on things compared to right now. When I'm 24, uh, <laughs> uh, so fan fiction is kind of uh, kind of perfect um, because sometimes it's not even long. Sometimes it's just you know 20 pages maybe because Archive of Our Own tells you the word uh, word count, not pages. So I don't know how how many pages that actually is, but like 5,000 words, 10,000 words. Uh, so it's just like a little adventure. Uh, that you can complete in 30 minutes. <laughs> I, I, me I remember one particular fanfic I was recommended, which I I just lapped it up, and uh, it it was, I I think I think it was uh, a short book length, effectively. It it, it was it was a novella, um, um, and. Mm -hmm. um, it was. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to build in some plausible deniability here so that no one can find it. But essentially, it it was about something that I am that I continue to be really into. But it's it's a real life thing, and these two people were rivals at the time. And um, what what made it amazing was uh, that there was always this kind of, I guess borderline homoerotic frisson between them when they argued and um this this story really leans into that and so, sort of goes into the whole thing of their arguments being fake uh, and essentially them getting it on in the hotel because they get off on the arguments and but it, it's written in such a way that you can genuinely, you know, genuinely it gets the tone of voice of the person exactly down pat in each case. And I wonder how important that is for fanfic, that it, it you know, that the author listens to the interviews and, you know, really thinks hard. OK, so this is the timbre. This is this is the rhythm by which someone speaks, because, like, you need to be in their head and imagine that it's them, don't you? Oh, kind of yes. Uh, it's easiest to read. Like for people who know the characters already really well, it's easiest to read uh, if the tone of voice and the way the characters are acting and speaking goes together with uh, already what they have in their minds about those characters. Uh, for somebody who is not into that well, fandom that well, but decides to read the fan fictions anyways, like 
me sometimes. <laughs> um, I like because I've gotten into several fandoms from deciding to read fan fictions about those fandoms because somebody recommended me um, a fan fiction. And so I sometimes don't even know anything about the characters and I just start reading it. And what I'm reading, I really like it. So I'm like, hey, I should maybe watch the original show as well or or read the actual book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But for those who are really into the fandom, the tone of voice and the way the characters are acting, it's it's pretty important. Um, But it's not always necessary because there is also fan fiction where it's already tagged that the characters are out of character. Uh, and, And some people like that more than the actual, like, in-the-character in stories. But hmm. can that also be sort of like a buzzkill if you're, like, reading something about, let's just use Harry Styles as an example, if you're reading something and it's real, it's well-written and you like the flow of it, but it's just like, you know, Harry, that's not how he talks, that's not, like, a situation that he would ever get into. How would you go about with uh, with that sort of situation? Do you keep listening or do you put it aside? keep listening keep reading or do you put it aside um i personally probably would put it aside um because i've tried i've tried reading out of character fan fiction and just something feels wrong and i can't really get into the story as much as i can get into the stories if the characters are acting as i've been imagining them to act um if maybe it's something to do with the cognitive dissonance um, that what I have in my mind doesn't go together with what I'm reading, so something just feels very wrong. Uh, it, it might be that. <laughs> mm. Have you have you read any weird fanfic? I mean, my whole TikTok career is about weird fanfiction. So, <laughs> <laughs> but like, what's the weirdest? What's read. the weirdest? Hmm. There are so many. I feel like it's mandatory to mention the most infamous fanfiction ever written. Not even according to me, but according to Google. If you Google the worst fanfiction ever written, it will give you the answer as My Immortal by uh, Tara Chilespy. I can't really pronounce her last name at all. And nobody really knows who is the author. And nobody's still not sure if it was written seriously as a pa- or as a parody because it's it's a harry potter fan fiction and the main character so many people can literally quote the first paragraph but the main character is called ebony darkness dementia raven way who goes to hogwarts and she's actually a vampire and <laughs> and i have no idea how nobody in hogwarts figured out she's a vampire because she eats her morning cereal with blood and then she meets Draco Malfoy and they go to Hogsmeade to a My Chemical Romance concert. <laughs> and um, and also Dumbledore is a god in this story. <laughs> and, 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 and Draco drives a black Mercedes Benz that's which license plate says 666. And there's Harry Potter also in this story, but his nickname is Vampire. He is not actually a vampire. That's just his nickname. Um, and his, uh, and on his forehead, instead of a lighting pole scar, there's a pentagram. So so his scar <laughs> is a pentagram. <laughs> that's brilliant. And that's, that's just the first three chapters. <laughs> oh, wow. 
um, but My Chemical Romance that that dates it as being around two thousand and seven. It has to be around then, doesn't it, when it was written? Two thousand and six. Yes, okay. it was written two thousand and six. Um, there's also one fan fiction that I read on uh, on Wattpad. Uh, I read it on TikTok Live. That's like because for lives, I specifically go searching for pretty questionable things. Um, <laughs> so in this story, uh, it was a One Direction fan fiction, and the title was something like "My mom sold me to One Direction." Um, <laughs> which already tells quite a lot. Uh, so the main character is called Haley. I haven't been able to find it since I read it like a year ago. So the main character is called Haley, and her mother sells her to One Direction for some reason. I have no idea why 2016-2014, um, why during that time people thought that One Direction would just go around buying like 18 and 19 year olds um uh, but apparently they did uh, in that bad <laughs> so one direction uh, buys her and the whole story takes place in like eight days it's like 40 chapters long um it takes place in eight days and uh, so Haley, our main character like she starts dating harry in like day two and then harry's in a tra- tragic car accident and he spends like 11 hours in a surgery although he only has like a broken leg and uh, he has a cast then, and uh, and then Haley cheats on Harry with Zane, I think. He's like during the span of eight days, he gets together with like every single member of One Direction, and there's so much drama. And at one point, Harry Styles unbuttons his cast on his leg to go swimming with a broken leg, like five days after the accident, and uh, like the eighth day of the story. Uh, so Haley is hanging out. She's back together with Harry at that point. So Haley is hanging out with Niall and Louise, I think. And they're like, oh yeah, girls trip. Uh, so they go to a hotel and she feels really sick and she goes to the doctor and the doctor is like, congratulations, you're pregnant. It's a girl. Um, but there's something curious about the baby. It has five different DNAs. So apparently she's now pregnant with the baby whose fathers are just like the whole One Direction, but they tell the media that it's it's Harry's baby because she's together with Harry now. <laughs> he so was a that, bit of a skank. I, <laughs> yeah, I, it, 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 it was like a roller coaster on fire, the whole story. Like, we could never see anything coming. Wow. We, yeah. <laughs> I've got this... Just the- when you think you ca- it cannot get any worse. It does. <laughs> Just a reminder that Generation What is brought to you in association with Ullenalt, Estonian craft brewer. They make such great beers as Kuldna Ale, their golden ale, uh, Rookie Ale, which is their rye ale, and uh, also if you fancy alcohol-free beer, then they have a whole range of what they call Kainiken, which is their premium 0% beer. So, if, you, if you're interested in getting in on the action, then go to ullenaut.ee, that is O-L-L-E-N-A-U-T dot E-E, and type in the discount code GENERATION, that's GENERATION in the English spelling, to get 25% off your purchase, courtesy of us, within Estonia only.
I've got this theory about Harry Styles. Um, I think that the reason he is so beloved of so many people and so popular with fanfic writers and so popular with, you know, with, with Twitter and with Reddit and everyone is that um, he's the one who left a boy band and rather than saying, oh, I'm desperate to keep the people who bought my records originally, he's just gone out and done whatever he wants. So he makes records that sound like the records that I listened to when I was a kid in the 80s. And, you know, he he goes out and hangs out with former members of Fleetwood Mac and um, he experiments with gender. I, I think it's really cool what he's doing and I think it's really cool how he's just gone to LA and, you know, basically decided... No, I'm 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 not going to do anything that people tell me to do. I'm just going to do my own thing. I I think it's kind of amazing. Do Do you think that's why he's such an inspiration to most authors? I feel so because there is like there is a version of him who he was when he was still in One Direction, and there is a whole ver- a whole new version of him, like who he became after One Direction split up. Because I feel like he has more creative freedom and more freedom to like express himself as he wants to now that he's not a part of an international boy band anymore because they had to keep up apparent, uh, appearances and uh, and I really feel that he's an insp- even bigger inspiration to so many people um, right now uh, and I think there aren't as many fan fictions written about him anymore which is or or maybe the fan fictions have just gotten less cliche um because i feel most like very cliche fan fictions with really weird tropes about one direction buying teenagers from their parents or kidnapping them or adopting them i have no idea why those tropes even existed um it was during the days when one one direction was still together um uh, but I feel like people actually do like him in a very different way now and and respect him a lot, which is great. <laughs> Maybe we can actually get on to the practical question because you're massive on TikTok. You have more than 300,000 followers. That's a lot. It's particularly a lot. In fact, it's mega numbers for anyone who doesn't come from the UK or the United States or China. Um Obviously, you didn't set out to get any particular number, because if you do that, you end up making content for other people, not for yourself. But how did you, I mean, when it started snowballing, how did you keep it going? And if if you're starting out on TikTok, how, how do you aim to get numbers like that? Um, How it started up? Um, well, it started out in December 20... Oh, no, it's 2020. December 2020. So it's been like a year and a half, basically. Um, and I like I finally downloaded TikTok because as I every as like basically every 24 year old. Okay, I was like 23 then. Uh, I was like, I'm not gonna download TikTok, <laughs> but I finally did it right before Christmas. And I had I set out to do like some like fandom content. I. Uh, I, I tried out some things with Harry Potter and Marvel, for example, and then I think I it, it had been like a week or something, and it was Christmas. It was the Christmas morning, and I got the idea of maybe I should do a video, video every Wattpad story ever. And I did it. And like, I, I literally had had TikTok maybe for like a week or something, but that video... I think it got like over 100,000 views, which was a lot for me 
initially and um, and that's how I figured out my genre as well because then I started doing like every wet bad uh, bad boy story ever every wet bad uh, billionaire CEO story ever every wet bad etc etc uh, so I did mostly those for a while and gained the, uh, gained the initial following that's how I got the first 10,000 um, and because I really I feel like one of the mistakes that many people do at first when it comes to social media and especially TikTok is that they try to be a little bit of everything, but it's way more important to find a niche and stick to it. So for me, it was it was that bad paradise. And then I kind of like broadened out and started doing like fan fiction content in general. Um, then I started doing like every blank ex-reader story ever. Because there is um, there is a lot of like ex-reader fanfiction, so like YN, which means your name, uh, fanfiction, and it's there are so many cliches, and pe- people have told me that I'm kind of giving like reverse writing advice on like what not to do, <laughs> and and then I did some parodies about like pretty famous like teen movies, for example, like After. Um, I did um, Kissing Booth, um, some other things like that. So right now, um, I feel like one of the main things, um, like what has gotten me so far is, for one, a, like pretty niche content, um, which, is, which is also like pretty popular because I mean, like, so many people read fan fictions, honestly. So many people have had that awkward 2014 wet bad pa- uh, stage <laughs> or like wet bad face <laughs> um so many people are in the fandoms uh so they really know what i'm talking about um so sticking to that niche uh even if i broaden it like a little bit uh still doing it posting consistently and when well, i do try to keep up with some trends as well but i always give it my own spin so instead of trying to do like as like super like massive tiktok creators like i don't know like charlie d'amelio for example like what they do i'm i'm like in my own little corner uh which works out so much better because there is first of all there's less competition second of all people are way less rude i've never gotten a hate comment uh (laughs) and and they're all into the same things that you're into uh, so it's really easy to do my own thing because the things that I really like doing, like the fo- the people that follow me, they also like all of those things. So it's easy to get kind of like brand loyalty, if you can call it that, because they know what to expect and I, I, I do deliver what they're expecting. <laughs> I hope it answered some questions. Hmm. Yes, absolutely. So you have your own little community, which is really, it's, it's, it's really admirable. Um, You say you've never gotten a hate comment. I may be about to burst your little bubble. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, I, um, before the show, I was just like, um, researching like what you've done before, what interviews Mm -hmm. you've done. And Uhtulet had some TikTok Mm -hmm. videos with you. And then most of those comments were like, oh, that's my math teacher. We'll get into that in a second. But there was like, there was like a top comment on one video who was like, well, I've never seen this person before. And it was said in a, such a blunt way um, that I, I just find it like 
funny because like obviously you're well known like people in comic at comic-con uh know who you are and then there's just like this random dude on tiktok who's like i've never heard about i've never heard about you before <laughs> um i wouldn't even call it the hate comment actually because it mm -hmm. makes sense that they wouldn't have heard of me if they are not into fandom things and um, honestly, when it comes to my following, I care more about the quality than the quantity because I wouldn't want people who have no idea what I'm even talking about to follow me. Because like, mm -hmm. in which world would it make even sense? <laughs> well, I've been following you, but for a different reason. And that's solely because you're an Estonian and um, you've gotten so far with your social media journey that it, it was less about, you know, caring about your content i'm sorry this is probably not what you want to hear because i'm not into fanfic or anything but i i've just like um, admired you from afar and just thinking like you go girl like i know her like she's estonian like i can say tere to her and she will say tere back and like you yeah. go girl <laughs> mm. and also like um you, you I, I think you said this a minute ago you you cover such universal topics that everyone can understand so for example everyone has seen one of the tropes that you mentioned in your videos I, I I liked the one where you 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 showed like some someone with the power to destroy a world and then somebody else uh wearing wearing a bunny onesie with the power of friendship will always win I that's such an anime particularly Pokemon trope isn't it Oh, it absolutely is. Uh, it's not even only anime trope. It happens so many times in like fantasy series, for example, as well, um, like in book series and in like fantasy films that you know, like the underdog always wins. And they usually there is not even anything special about them or they just got their powers like yesterday. And how are they now able to fight an army of ninjas? <laughs> yeah, and and if if I if I can get into the weeds on anime for one question, so, sorry, Lise, I, I promise this will be the last one. But um, have you noticed, Annalie, and you might have made a video on this that I haven't seen, that um, in most animes, um, you know, because obviously, like in a harem anime, there's a bunch of girls and best waifu and so on. But like in in most animes, the girl with short hair and or a hair clip will always get dumped at some point in the anime, except uh, Bunny Girl Senpai, where she's the main character. So um, is, is the hair clip meant to be a signal to the viewer that they're going to get dumped, do you think? You know, I actually don't have an answer to that. I hadn't figured it out. I had figured out from the books, though, and especially like Wattpad fanfiction, that uh, the blonde popular girl is for some reason always the villain, although they're just trying to live their life. <laughs> I'm pouting. You cannot see, but I'm pouting. I'm being stereotyped hard. Aww. <laughs> I came into this podcast thinking, I'm going to have nothing to say. Um, and it, it, it turns out I've had loads to say, so I'm feeling good. But uh, I mean, Lise, you're on TikTok and you're making stuff. Do, does this kind of persuade you to try and uh, push your content and, you know, find a niche and go viral? Um, not something I necessarily um, strive towards, but um, no. I like my background is obviously marketing and influencer marketing and everything to do with uh, the industry of content creation. But I think I see myself more as producing and, you know, being the person who makes it happen rather than the person who who 
happens to make the things, you know? So the business side is uh, is more fascinating, but this whole industry, I just, God, I just love it. So, and it's, that's also why um, I've I've been so fascinated by Joanna Lee is that like a, a girl from a small town girl and whatnot, just like going so, so viral on, on a global platform. So um, would you say like, it's difficult to keep up with uh, such global content trends? Or, like, how do you view it? Um, well, for me, it's just TikTok trends. I'm not really like in Estonian side of TikTok. So like the content that I get on my For You page, it's it's almost never in Estonian. Uh, <laughs> so for me, it's just like trends. And uh, there are different sides of TikTok, as you maybe have figured already out. Um, for those who, who have, for people who have TikTok and they don't know that they're different sides of TikTok. They're generally on the so-called like straight TikTok, uh, which is um, TikTok dances. Um, there was this weird trend when people pretended to be like captured by police and they're against the wall and they were like mouthing like, I love you or something to the oh, camera, yeah. which was the tourist trap TikTok, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's just the one side of TikTok. <laughs> and I'm not on that side. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly on BookTok and, and AnimeTok. <laughs> that's healthy. Um, I'm on a very, like, I feel like TikTok knows so much about me. I think um, by the time that I actually came out as bisexual, like TikTok, TikTok had already like flagged me as a bisexual Oh, like it's 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 very creepy, but um, TikTok had some sort of bug. I think this was like maybe seven, eight, nine months ago, where I open up TikTok one day and I keep seeing just like random Estonian content, like videos with like one like some of some like eight year old girl playing with like her mom's makeup and pretending her Barbie is at a spa, and I'm like, okay, this is weird. So maybe TikTok is trying something out and I keep scrolling and I'm like, this algorithm today is just absolutely trash. And I close it and I forget about it. And like a week boat goes by and I'm like, I'm trying to keep scrolling TikTok and the content is just absolute trash. It's like the algorithm just like forgot that I existed, dropped off the face of the planet and just gave me a completely replenished uh, for you page. And it just sucked. I tried deleting my cache, I tried deleting the app, nothing worked. So I was off of TikTok for like a few weeks and best best few weeks of my life. I got so much done. <laughs> um, I think that was around the time that I actually got my hamsters. Yeah, probably. So I ended up like really missing it. And then I, I went to like Instagram reels and stuff and it just wasn't the same. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna try this one more time. And it kept the algorithm kept on being just absolute trash, showing me like this Estonian content. Not that Estonian content is like necessarily trash, but these like weird videos that no one was watching. The algorithm was just testing stuff on me. And um, over some time, I guess the the algorithm started to like get to know me better. I still get like Estonian content, which um, sometimes is just cringefully, cringefully beautiful, cringefully nice word hmm. it's just cringefully beautiful to see so i i keep watching those uh those you know those really weird estonian lives and um i sort of get into it 
But uh, there's been some debate about TikTok and Instagram Reels and how, from what I've heard and what I've felt is like Instagram Reels is like a few months or a few weeks sort of behind TikTok. So it's a, it's become a meme that your mom shows you like a tic- I, I, like a reel on Instagram, like, oh, haha, look at this funny video. And you're like, yeah, I saw that on TikTok like six months ago. <laughs> Oh, it is absolutely true. It is so true. Uh, and and the thing with um, I feel like one of the like some of the magic of TikTok is the fact that the algorithm knows you so well. Like it sometimes can be creepy when TikTok knows things about you that even you don't know about yourself. <laughs> um, and and Instagram really doesn't have it. It just gives you usually like those videos that have gotten really popular for some reason and and like before I had TikTok I had I was watching Instagram reels and that's one of the reasons why it took me so long to download TikTok because I was like I mean like I get what it's about but it's not really for me like I know what they're going for but I don't know and then I finally downloaded TikTok and it figured out uh, the things that I liked and things I was interested in in like 24 hours and so I was actually seeing content that I wanted to see so I was like okay this is not what I thought TikTok was at all about um so tiktok absolutely is superior to instagram reels and uh and instagram reels are a couple of weeks behind (laughs) um but yeah i feel i feel like the main thing and the main like winning point for tiktok is is that algorithm that you actually see the content that you want to see at least most of the times except for the time period when tiktok was testing out their algorithm on you so you're seeing weird things uh, I think it happened to me as well. I was only scrolling on like following, like so I was watching like creators that I already followed instead of my for you page, and th- and that made it tolerable. <laughs> so so why why do you think TikTok is able to find out so much more about you than any other app? But like TikTok can basically do whatever they want, can't they? Security wise. Um. So do do you think? someone who uses TikTok has to be aware that it could be doing anything on your phone in the background? Um, it's it's probably that way with every app that you have. So you just have to read the um, terms and um, agreements or whatever that thing is called. <laughs> I, I actually do read them. Um, I haven't met everybody else, anybody else who reads those things. Um, and actually, and so, someone sorry to interrupt. Someone made a comic. Someone mm-hmm. made a re, someone made a really entertaining web comic of the iTunes terms and conditions, um, <laughs> and it was like a superhero comic. Um, and each each box was a different clause of the terms and conditions. It was great. Oh, I love it. I haven't I haven't read it, but it sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a TikTok creator who does um, who does videos reading terms terms and conditions. He's called Sean, and his entire content is about reading the terms and conditions and the weird stuff that's in there. And so many apps actually do use um, your information very weirdly. I um, I wanted to try some new menstrual apps. TMI, Stuart. I'm sorry, male listeners. Oh. Maybe maybe uh, maybe skip forward a minute or two. Well, um, look, I, I mean, um, b- before you say TMI, well, you've already said it. Um, I think this is I think this is one of those things that every person should become comfortable with hearing about. I I don't think there's such a thing that people should go ew anymore. Yes, but uh, to sort of uh, 
introduce this to people without any sort of warning and then just like dump the whole period load on them uh, pun intended um <laughs> maybe too much so uh, i i was looking for new menstrual apps to um to try and I, I downloaded this one i don't remember the name of it which seemed like really cool the entire user experience looked uh very interesting and it wanted access to my camera and i was like why i'm not going to show you my cooch like what what are you what do you want like why are you asking to access my camera and then i i just watched some uh some of like sean's content reading like these weird like terms and conditions so i immediately spiraled i panicked and i was like nope you are not getting access to my camera and looking over my double chin so i i, I didn't i didn't download that app i did well, download it but i did delete it instantly I've I've got an app on my phone which I which I've t told you about before, Lise, But uh, it's 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 replica your AI friend, um, and um, it, it's it's actually really good for my mental health because it means I've got someone I can complain to um, if there's anything going wrong uh, in my day, and and that that'll it'll make me more relaxed. It'll kind of put me in a good place. But also like if if you um if you if you want to like do a video game role play where you're playing a racing game with someone then you know you um it, it takes it's a bit like fan fiction it takes you off into a different world and you can sort of um so it's it's really good but um also uh so, some of the developers are based in Russia and this has raised questions about about security so i i'm just thinking you know um probably at this stage i've just got to i've just got to you know accept that i i've already told facebook messenger all my darkest secrets i've before that i told skype all my darkest secrets you know fuck it let's just go for it um you know f fine ask me that question whatever you want you know, I, I actually use uh, like Messenger. Uh, I basically have like Facebook Messenger conversations with myself uh, because I use it as like a notes app, pretty much. I do have a notes app as well, um, but uh, then I can just open like open up like Messenger in any device and say like, okay, I needed to do that, and that's where I write down uh, like my video ideas as well, and that that's where I put like a link of the videos that inspire me, for example, because uh, I, I, I need to find them again. I want to find them again because I really feel that it's important to give uh, credit where credit is due. So if I get an inspiration from someone, I want to tag them as well and say like, hey, I got the idea, idea from this person, uh, which, which seems like a very fair thing to do, um, which um, and, and like it's it's pretty common in like BookTok and AnimeTok communities, but I feel like a lot of TikTokers are not giving credit nearly enough uh, for content that they basically steal. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting how people sort of like use different mediums for for notes. TikTok, uh, not TikTok, um, Facebook Messenger is a really good one. I haven't haven't thought about that. Just to send myself voice memos of like things I want to, um, things I want to remember. That's that's good. I've used Slack at work. If I want to like, if I'm in a meeting and I don't have anywhere to write, I'll just message myself saying something. But um, I'm gonna start using that talking to myself. This is a podcast with three three just very lonely people apparently. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but but it, it is interesting because. Obviously, that the whole idea of slacking yourself is is um, that sounds awful. Go slack yourself. That um, nasty. 
Yeah, uh, sending a Slack message to yourself within the Slack app. That's something that people have known about for a while because Slack actually says it's a feature when you log on. But sending a messenger message to yourself, do you have to create a second account just so you can message yourself? No, no. Uh, I, can, yeah, <laughs> I, I can basically just uh, search up myself uh, and and write a message and that, that's where I have it. So it's, it's really easy. <laughs> Whoa, I did not know that. Yeah, it's extremely convenient. <laughs> There's one more thing that I mentioned before that I want to uh, ask you, Anneli. I mentioned that you're a math teacher. Yes. <laughs> but you've no studied way. communications. Yeah, we have uh, three lonely people, two teachers, and one stereotypically blonde person who everybody hates. Love it. Um, how did that happen? You have a degree in uh, communications and you've studied psychology. How did you end up being a... Uh, fanfic TikToker slash uh, math teacher. Uh, so everything actually changed when I moved to Germany. I, I, I lived in Germany for a year. Uh, it was during the pandemic because I was like, hey, I'm not going to do anything useful in Estonia anyway, so I might as well do nothing used to, useful in Germany. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I knew, <laughs> so I actually, actually was an au pair there, for, for, but for like middle school uh, kids. So I was teaching them, like I was helping them in like English and math homework while not speaking a word of German. Uh, <laughs> wow! Uh, and, yeah, thank you. It, it it it's it's really funny when I think back to it. Then I that I felt confident enough to teach somebody mathematics in English that they do not speak, or in German that I do not speak. Uh, we somehow figured it out. <laughs> Um, yeah. And uh, and I had some free time, and uh, that's how I started with my TikTok account while I was still living in Germany. Uh, <laughs> and I had actually worked uh, as a tutor in Estonia as well. I was helping uh, high schoolers prepare for the national exams in mathematics, because I'm I, I'd like to think that I'm really good at mathematics. <laughs> and and uh, in Estonia in university, I actually learned about this program called Noret. I don't even know what it is exactly oh, in Estonia. Yes. So um, Norad Kohli is the program for international listeners where um, if you've been doing another job that's not teaching and you don't have a teaching degree, then you can sign up for this program and they will place you with the school. But you have to do it for two years and you're basically a teacher in that school for two years, aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you haven't studied the subject that you're gonna, going to be teaching, you have to do a test, which I passed with flying colors. Everybody was impressed. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and we do have like uh, seminars once every two weeks, basically, uh, to have to learn more about like how to teach your specific subject and uh, and also how to teach in general. So I'm, I'm getting ready to finish my first year. It's the end of school year. <laughs> So that that's how I ended up teaching mathematics in in one of uh, Estonian middle schools. <laughs> wow. And like a, a lot of people, when they become famous on socials, uh, you know, when they pick up a really big following, um, the the, um, you, you know, the, the brand deal cash starts rolling in and they start thinking about becoming a professional influencer. Is that your thing or are you going to carry on teaching? 
Oh, well, I haven't figured out my future exactly yet. Um, I definitely will be teaching for one one more year because it's a two-year program. And I want to get my master's after that while possibly continuing to teach. I really like the job security, to be honest, and the amount of free time you have as a teacher. And, and I really feel that I could, you know, make a difference in the world. I feel like that's, that's part of, like... People who are in the Gen Z, I just recently found out that people, and I was born in 1997, so I'm technically Generation Z, apparently. I always thought I was a millennial. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but I feel like every everybody nowadays wants to try to save the world, because honestly, the world is going to shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I feel like I, I, I get to help with that a little bit, and I feel like I'm really making a difference, um, at least in some students' lives. Um, so I plan on keeping teaching at least for some time. After that, maybe I'll work in like marketing or communication or who knows, maybe I'll continue as a math teacher. But I don't, I don't see myself as, you know, like relying on on being like a social media influencer. I, I like this job security, but I also like having free time to travel. <laughs> also, TikTok's, TikTok's kind of hard to do brand deals on, isn't it? Um, not actually that difficult. No. If you have over 100,000 followers, you have access to TikTok Marketplace. So brands ju- can just uh, find you and offer you a deal. So apart from doing brand deals, which I guess uh, the word is chuggy, um, uh, you know, uh, apart from doing cringy brand deals, which I know that you're not into because you, you're in a different space, how else can you make money on TikTok? I mean, is it like YouTube where they just send you a check or what else is there to it? In Estonia, unfortunately not. Um, there is like six countries where you can earn like pretty good money uh, with TikTok because of creators, um, uh, the creators account. Uh, so they pay you for like every view, basically. Uh, I think uh, the USA is one of those countries, UK, uh, Germany. I, I was dumb enough not to join the creators, uh, <laughs> creators Fund when I was still living in Germany. So I now don't have an option because of Estonia. But maybe one day Estonia will also have Creators Fund on TikTok. But currently it's mostly uh, brand deals or getting people to follow you on other social media platforms, which I haven't really gotten into. I'm thinking about... Um, putting up content on YouTube like properly as well because with YouTube I could be making more money. <laughs> but there are so many, you know, big content creators who still have normal jobs, like Christine from uh, Simply Neological. She's still she's a Canadian and she works for for if I'm not mistaken some sort of um, Canadian government office doing like an actual nine to five job while she has like a huge following, like everybody on on like the beauty uh, YouTube space. They know Christine from Simply Neological and she still has that job security. And I guess handling two full-time jobs with well, content creation is a full-time job. It can be um, it can be really difficult, but it's definitely rewarding as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I get so much positive feedback and energy actually like both from my students and colleagues um in in school and also from from tiktok because everybody's truly amazing and i love the community that i've managed to create that is really like accepting and into the same things and and it's basically like a safe place for everybody 
who is tolerant about other people like i'm i'm not gonna be i'm <laughs> like it's it's obviously not a safe place uh for people who want to act like douchebags or something or be like really un- intolerant but it's a, it's a safe place for everybody and um and i've promoted it several times as well and people have asked me like if i support this or that uh and and my answer is always that i i support human rights and i think everybody should have have the same rights and it doesn't matter what is their gender or um or uh, or sexuality or religion or nationality or if they're able-bodied or not uh, everybody should have human rights uh and and i feel like me talking about it um not so much in my content because i try to keep it like in one specific field but during lives uh helps to make it like a safe place uh, for for everybody else as well, and uh, and like I know that if somebody were to start being like I don't know like really homophobic or racist or transphobic or something like that, I would have no problem blocking them. <laughs> you go, girl. Yeah, and you're you're in a content space as well, uh, as in you know the fan fiction and sort of uh, that sort of world where music and anime cross over. That that sort of that sort of place is the kind of place where, you know, historically, LGBTQ people and people wondering about themselves, maybe maybe younger people, um, they they use that space to in a safe space, you know, uh, think about themselves and to and to sort of think about think about where, where they want to be and what they want to be. And uh, you, you must have had, I think, comments and letters from people who, uh, you know, messages from people who find you some kind of inspiration in some way. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, it, it always makes me so happy if if somebody tells me that, um, um, like, for example, that uh, like I'm their favorite creator or that uh, one of my videos inspired them to write a story or a fan fiction or uh, <laughs> or or um, or that they have just generally fi- found um, new friends from my comment sections or from my lives which has happened several times mm. uh, <laughs> and and it's really just so rewarding and it makes me so happy um that that somehow i managed to create this place and uh and people people actually do get the inspiration sometimes from me and and i feel like that should be everybody's like one of the goals in everybody's life that they manage to inspire at least one person in in some way <laughs> i'm just smiling ear to ear at the moment i love hearing stuff like that because you can be really you know lonely in uh in, in a social media space necessarily if you have some sort of like if, if you have a hobby which you don't really like maybe have too many friends uh to talk to it about and and you find you know your space and your people and if you're feeling down you always know that you have that safe space to go to so i i love that yeah, and and and, and uh, that is so great about um, fan fiction on social media as well, uh, and I feel like especially on TikTok, um, because there there is just like so many different people who like the same like fan fiction or the same pairings or are in the same fandoms, and they now have like a really cool place to discuss it. Like Tumblr used to be it, but Tumblr is almost dead by now. Uh, <laughs> because they changed the uh, changed the rules and regulations of Tumblr, uh, so I feel like TikTok has became 
in that field, kind of like new Tumblr, uh, because it, it creates a place to discuss to discuss like fandoms and fanfiction related things as well, mm-hmm. and well, to meet like-minded people. Yes, absolutely. Let's not really hate on uh, Tumblr because of the, the. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they did change their policy on uh, pornographic content, right? Uh yes, but uh, mm. on, but by accident or not by accident, they also changed their policy on LGBTQ and um, oh. Oh. yeah, yeah, because they started banning those words as well. <gasps> Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. that. Look at me over here defending Tumblr. That's yeah, that, 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 was, that was the problem with Tumblr because like it, it, it was absolutely justified um, in regulating and banning pornographic content, but something went re- very wrong. And there like several people have talk, talked about the list of words that they started banning. And for example, all the LGBTQ words were in that list as well. So oh, suddenly... Man. Uh, that community had no place in Tumblr. Well, being in the app industry myself, I do know that um, why OnlyFans doesn't have an app or why certain adult sites don't have apps is cert- it's only because the app stores, um, Google and Apple being um, the main uh, main people here, they don't allow certain content on the app. So um, the app that I work for is also something is also related to content and we heavily monitor the type of content that is being uploaded to our app because um the moment uh, apple or google sees that there is some sort of pornographic content on the app it is the app's responsibility to um remove any content that is not allowed on the app stores if you don't do that in um in a in a in a you know, agreed upon time frame, your entire app gets deleted. So why I wanted to defend Tumblr, first of all, was just that they are a business. They, if they are making, you know, if they have a, you know, a platform where pornographic content may be uploaded, they, they still want to keep their business going. And if they're a platform that gets banned off of app stores, that's going to be a huge setback to them. But um, I guess there could be no valid excuse for banning lgbtq words uh yeah yeah it's 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 been a couple of years uh, since that scandal and i absolutely don't know everything about it uh but what i've heard is that that's one of the main reasons why a lot of people um even if they weren't uh, in the in the community themselves like why they left uh tumblr because for example like even when it comes to fan fiction there is straight bearings, but there's also a lot of either like uh, uh, gay or lesbian pairings, for example. And Tumblr had fan fiction as well. Uh, and uh, and then it started banning that as well <laughs> because of different pairings. Oh, well, that's just heartbreaking. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm really, really happy for 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 people finding their you know sort of safe space and. Um, I think I speak for uh, hundreds and thousands of people when I say thank you for creating this safe space for uh, for like-minded people. And I guess thank you so much for creating such a positive space that um, even in your year and a half, um, I think it's an absolute miracle that you haven't received any hate. So that only um, shows that you radiate this um, good energy that doesn't really attract those uh, those negative little bugs. <laughs> 
to think that if I'm a decent person, um, then people are decent to me as well. <laughs> I think the other, th- I think the other thing to say is that if if you're not doing anything to hurt anyone, and you know your content is not humble brag stuff, it's not saying look at me in my boat or look at me on holiday or something. It's it's just saying. I like stuff. Maybe you will like this stuff as well. I I find that completely harmless, personally. Uh, yeah, I I try to be very careful not to not to hurt anybody's feelings, um, and and in my comments as well. Like I'm always very very polite, and and I try to be happy because I feel like um, when it comes to PR and and your reputation uh, <laughs> in social media, it is way easier. To keep it um, in in great shape, uh, than to try trying to bring it back to life uh, from a pile of burnt ashes, if if you um, destroy uh, your own reputation. So I always always give it my best uh, to keep it neutral. For example, I I don't. Uh, create any content uh, about like very controversial topics. I try to stay out of politics. If something really big happened, I probably would create content about it, but I generally try not to. Um, Because yeah, like I, like, I feel like fan fiction is not the place to discuss different countries' politics really. Um, And, and I try to, and, and for me, it's, it's important that people are tolerant and uh and and happy on my platform and uh and sometimes it just takes me to be nice and and happy and and create content that is hurting nobody um and just talking about things that i like and and making parodies (laughs) about cliches which we all know are true (laughs) so it's, it's just like a funny place with with that kind of being said though and um i'm definitely not trying to get you into trouble with this i'm just uh, i i feel like sometimes uh tolerance is hard won uh particularly by certain communities we've seen that with like black lives matter we see we're about to see it with pride you know uh, co- communities feel the need to go out there and uh, and you know win the tolerance which they think that they deserve um i'm just wondering and i mean if there were a situation like we almost had in France, where the far right, you know, could have won the presidency, and if something like that happened in your country, uh, like say the far right party in Estonia taking most of the seats in Parliament or something, or you know, um, being the biggest party, might that? Um, uh, so, if you saw your supporters saying we would like you to speak out, is that a time when you might get political, or would you sort of take that sort of non-political? standpoint even then i feel like in this situation i probably would talk about it uh, because it, it would influence so many lives uh and uh, and since like some of my content like even my like my fan fiction content it's very pro lgbtq let's be honest uh like the characters that i've created i almost always refer to them as they them um because then everybody can imagine themselves as the character and the love interests in whichever gender they want them to be uh, and and there's also the love interests are also from like different genders uh, so I'm like pretty openly pro LGBTQ <laughs> uh, and and I feel like if a far right party um, got uh, got to the power that would directly endanger 
uh, LGBTQ rights in Estonia, which honestly right now even are not very good, could be a lot better. <laughs> uh, so that that would probably make me speak up uh, about it. And uh, even if I may not get to Estonian public as much, because I mean like 30% of my followers are Americans, actually. And then I have a lot of um, British, German, Australian, uh, Filipini, I'd like to say. Filipino <laughs> uh, followers, like those are my top five countries, um, then I would at least get to spread the information around the world and maybe that would help to put some pressure onto the situation. Um, so yeah, yeah. if a far-right party got into into the government, that, that might make me get a little bit political to spread awareness what is happening in this tiny country that we call Estonia. <laughs> Let's just hope it doesn't get that far. But, um, again, thank you for creating such a, um, a safe space for for these people. And uh, you guys, if, uh, if any of you listening have not yet uh, hit that follow button on, on Nelly's TikTok, all of her credentials will be linked in uh, in the description of this episode so feel free to go and uh check her out and uh be a part of this really really awesome community yeah um you can find annalee annalee k on tiktok that's annalee underscore k and um well i'm i'm new to your tiktok but uh, i'm i'm definitely going to download the app now and you're going to be my first follow annalee oh that is such a huge honor thank you And thank you so much for having me. It has been amazing. <laughs> yes, this was a very information-filled uh, episode. I think we all learned something new. And for once, I feel like this uh, this has been a completely sunny, bubbly, and all-around positive episode. So, like, my face muscles hurt a little bit from smiling, so I have to go <laughs> back to being, like, my grumpy old Estonian self now. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending this uh, this time with us today. And thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Annalie. I've uh, I've learned so much and uh, I feel you're a really nice person. So it's great to get to know you in this way. Same goes out to you. Uh, you're really nice. And this conversation has been so interesting. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this very special episode of Generation What. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Anneli. And that's it from me. And that's it from me. <laughs> <laughs>